So we've got kids in today. I've got a box, a barrel, a what do you, whatever you want to call this, of chuppa chups. So kids, you have to earn your chuppa chup today. I'm going to be preaching on a subject and there are three things I'm going to describe the Holy Spirit as. And if you can tell me at least one, at least one, you'll get a chuppa chup at the end, all right? So here we go. Are you ready? You're going to take some notes. You might need to write it down or I don't know. And, uh, and yeah, that'll, that'll be awesome. So I, I get to do Pentecost 2.0 or if you're from my vintage, side B of the, of the album. Uh, turn the cassette over, side B. Okay, some of you just, you get it, you get it. I'm side B of Pentecost Sunday. <laughs> so um, look, I, I just, just let me pause for a minute and be the mother of the house for a second. Just say, I know we've got a lot of visitors today because of our uh, baby dedication. So I just want to let you know, we have a, uh, a room for the little ones. If they are getting unsettled upstairs, please Please, by all means, use that. And also, obviously, our downstairs toilets are out of action, but on level four, we have toilets. So is that okay? I just have to be mum for a minute and uh, let everyone know what's going on. <laughs> so, okay, part B or 2.0 of, the, of Pentecost Sunday. And goodness me, Holy Spirit, he kind of deserves to have at least a couple of days to celebrate him, doesn't he? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just have this real sense during the, during the worship today. There's so much faith in the house this morning. There's so much faith. I, can, I, I really sense it. Like God is stirring in the hearts of his people. And something happens when we come together in this corporate atmosphere and the Holy Spirit begins to move and stir. And, and, and so I just, I just believe that you're going to hear from God in a fresh way and that, that the word today is going is, is, is gonna to do something for you. So, uh, okay, so I'm going to tell the story again. Now, I know Pastor Rick already shared last week. So some of you have maybe heard There'll be a little bit of an overlap, uh, but our kids are in, and I think it's great that we get good at telling the story because it's such a phenomenal, powerful story. So let me just start here with Acts chapter 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering... He presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but <laughs> you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Pretty cool. Jesus sets up this incredible expectation. Of course, I tell you that then they watch him ascend into the heavens, like incredible stuff. No, no special effects back then. Uh, and so they've seen Jesus be crucified and raised from the dead and, and, uh, and then ascended to heaven. Incredible. So what was going through their minds at the thought that there was something else yet to come? Amazing. You know, Jesus had formally said, he said, I've, I've already talked to you about the Holy Spirit. He, he'd said a few things before. In John 14, he gives us a, a picture of 
what the Holy Spirit would be like. He says, if you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. This is, this is good to understand what this whole, the Holy Spirit was going to do, what it was going to help us do. And so the time comes. Here they are. They're all gathered for the Pentecost, which was a, you know, an ancient celebration. Uh, which you would have heard of heard about uh, last week. But uh, Acts chapter 2, <coughs> when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Now, I won't... I won't embarrass myself by trying to say all these names, but a lot of these different nationalities and ethnic groups uh, that, are, that were gathered, they said, we hear, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, ha, they've had too much wine. <laughs> but then Peter, Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Wow. Can you, I, were you there? Just for a moment, were you, were you right there? Feeling, the, feeling this incredible story unfold? It's just phenomenal how the Holy Spirit came and, and what, he, what he did. And so there's three things I want to I wanna sort of explore about the Holy Spirit, the nature of the Holy Spirit. I want to celebrate him today. That's what I want to do. I want to celebrate him today. Um, and the first thing uh, that I thought as I, I read this uh, passage was, was that the Holy Spirit is the great equalizer. He is the great equalizer, male and female, young and old, slave and free, black and white, pink and blue. It, it really didn't matter. He was the great equalizer. But you know, 
I've actually struggled with that term because in recent years, in the world that we live in, equality is, uh, is a very distorted version of that definition. You know, it's, a very, it's, it's become very distorted. It's like, a, what is that, the animal farm? Uh, you know, all, all animals are equal. Some are more equal than others, yeah. And uh, there's a strange kind of thing that seems to be happening, especially in the Western world when we talk about equality. Strange things, strange divisions, strange kind of oppression Olympics. Somehow the more victimised I am, you know, it's, it, it, uh, that, that's what I'm supposed to be proud of. And, uh, and I'm, I'm just really concerned, you know, about this idea of equality that we're, we're in schools, they're pulling young boys out to apologise for their white male privilege uh, in school. And universities, you know, they're getting students to sort of put themselves in, in, in groups according to uh, how privileged they are. It's like, therefore, how punished you must be. It's weird. It's weird, this idea of equality that we seem to be uh, rolling out in the world that we live in. And so I, I kind of feel like I want to say today that the Holy Spirit isn't just an equaliser. He's an elevator. He elevates every one of us. Male, female, old, young, slave, free, black, white, pink, blue. He elevates every single one of us. When, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he lifts us up to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. He elevates us. You know, I, I cannot be a feminist today. Uh, I, um, I really struggle with, with feminism because, uh, you know, maybe 60 years ago, you know, there was a, a desire to see some equal opportunity for, for women and maybe I can get on board with some of that. But, but today, um, this idea of, being, of women being equal actually means women standing on the broken, bloodied backs of men. I can't buy into that because if my husband can't flourish, why should I? If my sons can't flourish, why should I? If they can't be the full expression of what God has made them, why should I? Like I don't like, I don't like what I'm seeing in the world today. But with the Holy Spirit, He bypasses all of that, all of that nonsense, and He elevates every single one of us. So forget about the Holy Spirit being the great equalizer. He is, but right now He's the great elevator. Is the elevator of our soul. And we shouldn't buy into anything else. Listen, I don't have to become less so that you become more. Because the Holy Spirit elevates us all. He elevates us all. I don't have to buy into some of that modern narrative around guilt. and You know, because guilt doesn't belong to the Christian. Compassion does. You know, generosity does. Blessed to be a blessing, all of that stuff. But I'm not buying into this nonsense that I'm hearing. And the church shouldn't buy into that stuff because guilt doesn't belong to Christians. There's no condemnation in Christ. I'm not buying into that. I'm actually full of the Holy Spirit. And I am so excited about seeing people elevated in the Holy Spirit. Every single one, out of the dust, out of the dirt. Come on. The Holy Spirit is raising you to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. We can be excited about that, hey? Can't placate that other nonsense because it's fueled from the pit of hell. It'll never be placated. Okay. Second thing. The second thing about the Holy Spirit I want to talk about is the fact that he is the great empowerer. I think Rick might have mentioned this last week. He probably has. You know, we're just like, we're one mind, you know, just singular purpose. 
but the Holy Spirit is the great empowerer. I want you to think for a minute about that speech from Peter, the boldness that you can hear in his voice as he's, as he's speaking to these crowds. It said that 3,000 were added that day to the faith. So he wasn't just talking to a handful of people. There was a great crowd that he was addressing. This is Peter. Remember his story? He denied Christ three times. He just hid himself in shame. Finally, presents himself to Jesus, tail between his legs. Pretty embarrassed. Pretty embarrassed. This is Peter. The Holy Spirit comes upon and empowers him to be so much more than he ever was. So much more. You know, when I first started getting interested in this kid called Rick at church, uh, he, uh, he told me pretty early in the piece that his great life ambition was to become a hermit. It's true. It's, it's really true. You know, that it, it is, we, we tell the story very fondly about how, you know, his dad uh, was sitting on the tractor and heard from the Holy Spirit to move to the city. And, you know, it's, it's, it's all a beautiful story because we know how it ended. Um, but, but really, it was pretty horrific for Rick to be dragged off the farm. He kept going back there every holidays because he wanted to be in the middle of nowhere <laughs> running with the sheep. Um, and he just thought that that was great. In fact, you know, on a tired day, he still talks about becoming an off-gritter. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, hermit, the hermit desire is kind of still there. But when he got saved at 18 and filled with the Holy Spirit, he became a brand new person. The Holy Spirit empowered him, called him to do and be way more than he, he could see himself being. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. He empowers us. He, he breaks all the crazy barriers we have about personality types and, you know, all that. It's like, I don't care about that. I and mean, I created you that way and I love you that way, but I don't care about that because I've got things I'm calling you to and I'm going to empower you with the Holy Spirit. So don't worry about the limitations or the weaknesses or, you know, the capacity problems that you have because the Holy Spirit is going to empower you to do all that and more. That's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he, he, look, gosh, he, he stretched my capacity. Anyone else has felt the Holy Spirit push you beyond your capacity? Yeah? He pushes us into his capacity, praise God, which is pretty awesome. And we need it to become all that God has called us to be. You know, I love the story of Smith Wigglesworth. Anyone heard of Smith Wigglesworth? Pretty famous guy. I mean, incredible ministry that he had. He, uh, he was a bit wild, uh, but... Um, he had this incredible ministry of pulling people out of wheelchairs and pulling dead bodies back to life and punching cancers in the stomach and then being completely healed of cancer. Like, he, he did crazy things. But, man, God just moved with him. But, you know, he, he, born in 1859, he was, he was a very uh, poor kid. So poor that he couldn't go to school. He had to literally go pick uh, turnips out of the ground with his mum in the farm in order for the family to survive. But he gets saved at eight years of age. He goes on to become a plumber, doesn't feel very literate. But I found this quote uh, from uh, something that he said all those years ago. And, uh, and I just thought it was so beautiful. This, this man who didn't really, he wasn't educated, you know, didn't, didn't really know a whole lot of stuff, but he, gosh, he knew the Holy Spirit. He knew the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so he says this, 
I want you to see that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself or builds himself up. We must be edified before we can edify the church. I cannot estimate what I personally owe to the Holy Ghost method of spiritual edification. I am here before you as one of the biggest conundrums in the world. There never was a weaker man on the platform. Language, none. Inability, full it. All natural things in my life point exactly opposite to my being able to stand on the platform and preach the gospel. The secret is that the Holy Ghost came and brought this wonderful edification of the Spirit. I had been reading his word continually as well as I could, but the Holy Ghost came and took hold of it. For the Holy Ghost is the breath of it and he illuminated it to me. How good is that? For an inarticulate man, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> this is what the Holy Spirit does for us. You know, and please don't play yourself small when the Holy Spirit lives within you. You can achieve so much more because of who he is in you. He is the great empowerer. So he's the great elevator. He is the great empowerer. Kids, I hope you're taking notes. I've just given you two. And here's the third one. The Holy Spirit is the great revealer. He's the great revealer. You know, he really wants to inform our spirit. He is like that phone hotline between us and the throne room of heaven. <laughs> he really is. You know, he, he allows us to hear the voice of God. Incredible, spoken straight to our spirit from God's spirit. So, so let, me, let me tell you a few things that he reveals. Romans 5 verse 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So he's revealing God's love. The Holy Spirit reveals God's love to us. And, you know, for some people it's really hard to understand the love of God. But the Holy Spirit illuminates it. He is the breath of it, as Smith Wigglesworth says. And he illuminates it to us. I, I really do love this picture of God just pouring out his love. I, I honestly believe that the things of God are like a never-ending waterfall. They're always pouring over us. It's just that sometimes we stand over to the side and we go, where's God? Why can't I feel him? And he's like, just nudge yourself to the right a little. Oh, oh, that's right, there he is. He's only a shuffle away, folks. He's just a shuffle away to the left or the right. I don't know for what it is for you, but he's only just a shuffle away. He is constant. He has not stopped pouring out his goodness on your life. Just take a little step to the left, step to the right. I don't know what it needs to be. But get back underneath that beautiful waterfall. What else does he reveal to us? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. That is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness 
and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So the Holy Spirit is revealing the very mind of Christ to us. The very thoughts of God, the deep inner workings of God. The Holy Spirit is revealing those things to us. Let me just be really practical about this. Because this sounds so beautiful and poetic and, and, and can be quite abstract. But I know in my marriage, putting this on the ground that I have needed to understand the mind of Christ, the mind of God concerning my husband. Because men are from Mars and women are from Venus. And we are very confusing to each other. Anyone else understand what I'm talking about? Only three people. The rest of you minister to me at the end of the service. Actually, maybe you need to minister to Rick. It might be harder for him. But the truth is, the Holy Spirit comes to us and shows us his mind for one another. He shows us his mind. He's shown me what is in Rick and what he's called him to. So that I can understand and I know how to uh, be his helpmeet in that and come alongside him in that. I I have had the mind of Christ revealed for my children. They're all so different, so complex, so incredible. And, and I've needed to know how to parent each one. It's like, this is like confusing for me. I can't just read a textbook and like, you know, copy, paste, copy, paste. Each one of them is so unique. And, but God has shown me his mind for each of my children. So I've known how to come alongside, parent them, encourage them, nurture them, grow them, train them, discipline them. So he's shown me his mind. I tell you, that person that you're having a problem with, The Holy Spirit can reveal the mind of God for them and change the way you see them. They may not be your enemy after all. If you will know the mind of Christ, this is is what I love about it, that the Holy Spirit reveals these things to us. What else does he reveal? Well, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He reveals to us a whole new level of freedom. You know, like the vision that Rick saw of the chains breaking. You know, gosh, I've walked with God for many years, but there are still things that are unlocking in my life. (laughs) All these years later, still things. I actually had some prayer ministry with Pastor Susan yesterday, just because there's just some more things that just needed to be unlocked. And you step into a greater level of freedom. I mean, God, he's just always unfolding this for us. He's always unfolding this for us. The Holy Spirit is revealing these things to us. What else does he reveal? Romans 15 says, may the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. There you go. The Holy Spirit is revealing hope in us. You know, you can go a long time without food. I think you can go three days without water. Is that right? Three days? About three minutes without oxygen. You just can't go three seconds without hope. The human heart was was designed to hope. We function on hope. It, it keeps the heart beating. Literally, it keeps our heart beating. And, and sometimes we, we struggle to find it for our situation, for, for, whatever, for whatever it is that we're 
going through in life. But I tell you, the Holy Spirit reveals hope in the middle of the darkest hour of our lives. He can reveal hope to us and it can overflow out of our lives. Amen. Some of you need it today. You need that revealed to you today. Don't go home without it. Okay, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal that to you. And what else does he reveal? John 16, 13 says, And when he, the spirit of truth, in a world that is all about narrative, not truth, just narrative, we need the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to us. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Come on, we need that truth. We need that truth. So God is, the Holy Spirit Spirit is an elevator. He's an empowerer and he's a revealer. Those three things, he's a revealer. I find it very revealing to see what happened to the disciples after they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And at the end of Acts chapter 2 is probably my favorite collection of verses in the whole Bible, other than in Judges where it talks about Deborah. <laughs> and, and let me, I want to read this to you because I want to I show you what, it, what happens to people when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of them. Something happens. It says this in verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I hope at my funeral, someone will read this verse and say, this describes Naomi Burrell. That's what her life looked like. That Claire Claxton, every day continuing to meet in the temple courts. That Marcus devoted himself to the apostles' teaching. That Penny, you know, signs and wonders being performed. Don't you want that to be said about you? Because that's the life of someone who has been filled and moved and changed by the Holy Spirit. That's what I want. That's what I want for my life. You know, this is the unique thing about the people of God. We're so different. We have so many interests. Some of you aren't even Star Wars fans. I mean, go figure. But there's something about the Holy Spirit in each of us that makes me love you, that makes me want to be with you, that makes me want to break bread with you, that makes me want to learn as we gather together with you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He makes us an us. He causes us to belong to one another. We don't have to have anything really in common except for that. That's enough. To make us his people. And so I'm going to finish up today and 
I just really believe that God wants to reveal something to our hearts today. And if you want to receive something from him today, why don't you just stand to your feet and let's just pray together. Come on, let's just stand together. We just want to receive something from him. The great elevator. Do you need to be lifted today? The great empowerer. You need that confidence to step into what he's called you to do. The great revealer. There are things, the things of God, the mysteries of the world, the mysteries of heaven that he wants to reveal to us. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come. We, we thank you, you. You've been amongst us. We really enjoy your presence. We're just so grateful that you're with us. And I pray this morning, if there are people here who have not encountered you, today they might encounter your presence. The truth would be revealed to their heart. They would call on you, God. They would call on Jesus, their Saviour. And they would call on the Holy Spirit. We need you. We need you like never before. Reveal your truth to our hearts. Reveal your mind to us, God. Reveal your love to us. Reveal your hope to us, Lord. Reveal your freedom to us. Change us, Holy Spirit. Change us. Thank you, God. We just wait on you. Just wait on him. Just wait on him. You know, maybe you even feel stirred right now to just share a word. Maybe there's someone that you just feel God's given you a word for. Why don't you just go and share that? Put your arm around them and just share that word of encouragement, that word of knowledge. He's here. He's here. There's great faith in the room this morning. And he responds to that faith. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Do you want to, do you want to just lead us? I, I just feel like we should just worship for a moment. Let's just worship for a moment and then I'm just going to I'll close this up.